0: Alright, grab your Bibles this morning or open up the Rock app if you would and let's get ready to move along. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm going to continue today with something that I ended with last week and I want to move into this a little bit more. Um, I was sharing uh, with the team when we were praying before we came out this morning. I was on my way here and, and we'll get to this in just a moment, but there was a piece of something Holy Spirit had given me this week regarding this word. And when he gave me this piece this week, to me, I knew what that represented. At least I thought that it did. I thought, wow, that was good when he gave it to me. I thought, wow, that's really good. And then as I'm on my way here this morning and I'm driving up the highway, I'm reflecting on that simple piece and I saw something I did not see before and it just there was a an expression of joy that exploded in me. I mean I just exploded. I'm driving my truck. I don't listen to the radio in my truck, but I'm driving, I'm driving and I just it just is it literally exploded and I begin to sing this little song and I won't sing it for you, but I begin to sing this little song and I just could visualize something that was happening and I and I started out and I let me just say it this way. I started and I got so excited and I said, Yahweh, I just want to shout hallelujah. And when I did that, I heard, I had this visual. And I saw myself saying that and in the congregation, I said, I just want to shout and you said hallelujah. I want to live that moment. Can I live that moment? I just want to shout hallelujah. That's exactly how I saw it. And it was moving. And then I got excited, and I said, I'm going to clap till I can't clap no more. I'm going to dance all over the floor. And I began to sing this little ditty, and I just began to, and then I would come back to that, and I said, and I'm just going to shout, Hallelujah! Man, it was exactly like that. It was exactly like that. And I sang that over and over, and then I added words that didn't rhyme and stuff, and, and just begin to sing and throw things in there because I got so excited. In my spirit of something that he showed me that I believe, when I get to that point, I believe it's going to stir something in you. Now, for me, it was instantaneous. When I saw that and began to rehearse that again in my mind and my heart driving here, when I saw it, I mean, it was instantaneous. I'm going to shout, Hallelujah! Y'all are good. You're just good. And then I'm going to clap till I can't clap no more. I'm going to dance all over this floor. And I just begin to sing and do and and, and just get excited. It was quick to me. It might take you a second. But it's going to come to you. And you're going to shout. Like I said, it's going to come later to some people than it will others. But you're going to get it. Are you ready for the journey? Are you ready this morning? So last week what we did was we concluded, uh, we didn't conclude the series to be his. I thought we were, um, but we did not because there was a word, a Hebrew word that Holy Spirit had brought my attention to uh, at the end or during this time last week that we were together. And that Hebrew word was olam. And that word means it's everlasting. In the Hebrew it is everlasting to everlasting. It means from infinity to infinity. Uh, Infinity before to infinity beyond. Um, Not the show but infinity everything as far as out there beyond what you can see out there beyond what you can see back there. That is the word olam. We're going to get to that a little bit more and dive a little bit more into that this morning. But this is part of that To Be His series, and what it means to be His is to comprehend His nature. I need you to say this with me because it is important that we get this. And, and again, before I go any further, follow along in the Rock app, and if you click on the service today, you can follow along. You can take notes right in there, and then you can send them to yourself later if you want to do that. But everybody say this with me. Say, To Be His, to be his. is to comprehend His nature real important word right here until Until it it becomes my nature to be his is to comprehend i love that word comprehend because there's a lot of derivatives of it but comprehend comprehension i love that word because what it means is i first see then i begin to get and then i begin to be saturated in and then i begin to be a part of it Comprehension is a journey. It isn't just something I see. It's something that I begin to move into until there is no me or it. We are one. And I love that. To be his is to comprehend his nature until it becomes my nature. So I want to say this today about everlasting to everlasting as we jump into this. I'm going to hit three points. Say these with me before time, time. now time. and unused time time. let's do it again before time time. now time time. and unused time time. what does that mean well let's jump into this right off the bat and let me again define what the word olam means olam is the hebrew word for everlasting to everlasting and, and how that is defined is in this way Everlasting, when I look behind me, everything that is behind me, He is still present in that place. We need to to get that this morning. So everything behind me, everything that's ever happened before me, He is still there. He is everlasting. He consumes all that is behind me. To, the word to is my present. To, and then everlasting... He consumes all that is before me. So He consumes all of that. He consumes all of this. And He consumes all of that. He is Olam. He is everlasting, to everlasting. That word meant more than what the word everlasting means in the English language. To say olam in Hebrew means it is outside of my mind. It is he's so vast and so fulfilling. You cannot find a corner where he is not. He's just that present. It doesn't matter where He is. Hear me. Where He is, is the present. He is capable of all things in that everlasting, in this now time, or in that unused time. He is present in all of those places. This will make sense in a moment. Let's start with before time. The time before your present. Let's talk about... Time before your present. That's the first everlasting. Remember everlasting, time before, that's the before time. Two, is the now time. Everlasting is the unused time. So we're going to talk about the first everlasting, which is before time. The time before your present is this. It is, if you're following along in the app, you can fill in this word as I give it to you. It has a blank there. Fill it in. It is the time of restoration. Before time... Is the time, is a time for you and me of restoration. Makes no sense, does it? Makes absolutely no sense. This is what got me happy today. I was already happy. I I reached another, I attained another level of happy. I powered up. And it was wonderful. I want to read to you out of Isaiah chapter 43 uh, verses 11 through 13. Let's read this this morning. It says, I, even I, am the Lord. And apart from me, there is no Savior. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed. I am not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. Yes, and from ancient days, I am He. No one can deliver out of my hand when I act. No one can reverse it. This will mean something to you in a minute. Right now you're looking at me going, and you're like, it didn't do that for me. You're going to get it, okay? You're going to get it. I want to share something. A uh, story that uh, Wanda Glasgow shared this week, this past week, in intercession on Wednesday morning. And she shared a, a note that she had received from somebody from a long time ago. Um, Wanda was in high school. Uh, it's been a while since she was in high school. And, you know, I just realized the other day, we, we approached June 6th, which is both my anniversary and my last day of high school. And I realized that on June 6th, that celebrated, that marked the 40th year since I graduated high school. I graduated 40 years ago. That is painful. There's a reason we never think about that. That's why this before time moment that I'm preaching on right now really matters a lot. You'll understand. But Rhonda was uh, Rhonda. Wanda was sharing a story about Rhonda. Won, don't get them confused. Wanda was sharing a testimony about a friend that she had shared Christ with in high school. High school. I graduated 40 years ago. She graduated a little more than that. <laughs> a few more than that. So over 40 years ago, she shared Christ with someone in her high school without any evidence at all that Rhonda received anything that Wanda had shared. But she shared. And then she went on about her business, similar to the story I shared some time ago about Jeff Latchaw when I was in junior high school. Except I never heard from him. I don't know if he's serving God or not. (laughs) But I shared. But Rhonda, Wanda's friend, this past week, (laughs) messaged her on Facebook, and she said this, Rhonda, Wanda, has not talked to in all of these years. Is everybody tracking with me? I had two uncles. I had more than two, but I had two specific uncles. One's name was Link, and one's name was Tink. Tink. I had Uncle Link and Uncle Tink, and you didn't want to get Tinker and Linker mixed up because they didn't like it. Because they were both married to the same man. <laughs> anyway, won't go there. Another story, another time. So Wanda received this message from Rhonda Stop! Pause. I powered up this morning. I'm sorry. Can't help. All right, stop, all right, stop, said this, hello Wanda, this is Rhonda, (laughs) I didn't think this would not go well, all right, pull it together. Hello, Wanda. This is Rhonda. It sounds like a movie. From Newcastle High School days. You were so kind to me in gym class when I didn't have a friend. And you told me about Jesus. I finally accepted Christ when I was 25 years old and he changed my life. I want you to know that your witness made a difference. How do you get something like that 40-something years later? How do you get something like that 40-something years later? All right, let's start this journey before time. You ready? Because even when we stop working, even when we think it's over, Yahweh never grows weary, never grows tired, never stops moving, never stops changing. You hear me this morning? Just because you think what was before you, you've lost out on. Don't think that Yahweh has stopped working on those places. This is a statement I was thinking about this morning. I was driving in my truck and I was thinking about this statement. Because Holy Spirit said that to me this week. He said, Steve, before time, he said, see, you need to be careful. He cautioned me as I was taking some notes this week. He said, be careful. He said, because when you dive into this before time, if you're not careful, you're going to approach it as though before time means dead time. Before time means it can't be used anymore. Before time means it's over. The days before you. Remember, God is Olam. Everybody say, He is Olam. And if Yahweh therefore is Olam, and if you hear me say Yahweh, that's just the Hebrew name for God, so don't freak out about that. But if, if He is Olam, everlasting to everlasting, if I'm not careful, and I think all of us come to the place sometimes where we consider that moments that were before us that we feel like are lost, the Father is still operating in that before time. Before you were in your mother's womb, he knew you. Before you even knew how to work things, do things, he was already at work. You need to understand me. He says in verse 13 in Isaiah 43, he says, yes, from ancient days I am he. I was him then, I'm him now, and I'll be him later. Before time, now time, and unused time. I'm, I'm him, and all, the, all those places are my present. It's your before, it's your now, and it's your later, but it's all my present. You got to get this with me. He said, no one can deliver you out of my hand. See, in your mind, in our mind, we think of Rhonda and Wanda. And we think of Rhonda way back there and wondering, did any of my witness, did any of my testimony work in her life? Did any of that have any impact whatsoever in her life? Because that was 40 years ago. That is now my before time. That is now before this moment. That moment's gone I'm never going to have an opportunity to change that person's life anymore. I'm never going to have an opportunity to be a witness anymore. But the Father says, your before time is my present time. And when you were faithful in that moment, I have never stopped working and kneading the dough. I have continued to work and apply myself to those moments. We need to get this, and this is why we need to get this, because in our mind, if we're not careful, we think all those missed opportunities, everybody say missed opportunities. How many ever felt like you had one? Raise your hand if you ever felt like you had a missed opportunity. Did you? I think sometimes we need to ask ourselves, what I call missed, he calls intentional. other time but every single person that's breathing air feels like there's been things that I've missed in the past I can't go back there I can't undo that that's a done thing it's broken it's never going to be fixed I'm beyond that I don't even give attention to that anymore here's the crazy thing about it I'm going to tell you if it's in the purpose of God if it's in the heart of God and it was meant for you he hasn't stopped working on it don't be surprised if in your now time or in your unused time that thing shows up again like it did with Wanda. Don't be surprised if that thing shows up and all of a sudden you're looking at this, Oh, I didn't even know. I had forgotten about that thing and somehow it has come alive again. Because in your mind it was dead but not in the mind of God. It was only dead to you but it was not dead to Him. That was a, that was not, that was a bad Our before time, in our mind, see the way Adam thinks about it? Adam thinks, all I get is one opportunity. That's all I get. And the Father says, you need to understand something. When I created you, when I breathed life into you, I breathed life into you with a lot of vision, a lot of purpose, a lot of passion. Everything that you ever needed to be, you were already. it was already present in you. Everything you ever needed to be was already present in you. So let me bring your attention to something. If you pass the moment... And you feel like it's long gone? If it's dead to you? The Father's trying to remind you of something this morning. It might not be dead to Him. In your mind, you don't think about it. You've taken it off your dream board or whatever they call that thing. You've wiped it away. That moment's past. It'll never happen. Don't put it past the Father. Because if He put it in you when He breathed breath into you, if that was included in that breath that He breathed, I want to tell you He's still needing the dough. He's still needing the dough. He's still working on that thing. So don't, don't lose sight. Your before time is his present time. Say that with me. Your, my before time is his present time. And this is what I love. He said this. He says, no one, in verse 13, no one can deliver this out of my hand. And when I act, who can reverse it? Nobody. Says, once I put that thing into motion and I breathe that into you, who's going to reverse it? Nobody can. It doesn't matter. You might turn your attention away from it, but I want you to know the day's going to come you're going to rejoice over it because I'm going to bring it back to your attention. Because when you stopped working, I did not. When you moved on, I kept going. I was still working in that place. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. What's that letter you got on your shirt? What's it mean? Somebody help her. Samak. It's, it's Hebrew. The field? Shield. Shield. Somebody put you on the spot. Right. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Karen. If he's still working on what was before this moment, see, because our world is everything about right now. It's everything about right now. In Yahweh's mind, there's no yesterday, there is no today, and there is no forever. There is present. He is present in all of those. He is today. He is yesterday. He is today. He is is forever. He is present. And his present is operating an hour before, an hour right now, and an hour hereafter. Yeah. Don't give up. You're going to find you're going to come to the place you're going to be rejoicing over things you thought were long dead. Yeah. Now time. Now time is the time you currently exist in. It's pretty obvious. It is the two place. From everlasting and olam, from everlasting, all that is even possibly behind me, infinity behind me, to everything that is infinity in front of me is where the Father exists. The now time is our time, write this down, fill in the blank if you're following on the app, the now time is our time of preparation. It is our time of preparation. Go with me to Psalm chapter 90 beginning with verse 1 reads like this says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Here we go. Again going to back to before time. Before the mountains were born or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting you are God. From olam you are God. You are the Olam God, everlasting to everlasting God. What is now time? It is this present time. It is this time I am in right now where my mind is fixed on everything. I'll give you an example. It's hard to do because every example I'm going to give you, as soon as I give it, immediately becomes your before time. But the closest to now time that I can get is you getting up this morning. And immediately your mind went to all the things that you needed to do. Whatever that was, iron your clothes, your dress, your shirt... Get your breakfast. Make your coffee. Your mind went to everything that you needed to do when you got up this morning. That was your now. Your mind, some of your minds might have gone immediately to what you have to do tomorrow. You're a preparer. You're getting ready. You're thinking about how you're going to start your day tomorrow. You're already maybe even into next week. We'll get there in a moment. But you're already in front of you. And you're because your now is consumed with making sure that everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be right now. I want to tell you what the now is for. The two, that simple two-letter word, an everlasting, to everlasting. I want to tell you what that little, conjun- that little joiner is for. That little bridge is for. That little bridge right there is so that you can prepare for what's to come. Our now time is never now. Do you know how fast your unused time Passes through you are now into your before time faster than you can say it. Because the moment you think it, whatever thought you just had, no matter what thought you just had, is now your before time. It simply moves through. It's either that or it is this. It is that or it is this. It is everlasting to everlasting. Now let me show you what I'm talking about. So if my now time, that time that I have, whatever it is, is to, it is a time of preparation and I'm to prepare, what am I preparing for? I'm preparing for my unused time. A good example of that, going back to Wanda and Rhonda. If I go back to them, she had no idea. She's talking to her, whoever... The rest of those people were myself in the seventh grade when I was sitting across the table talking to Jeff Latchaw about Jesus Christ and I knew absolutely nothing, but I was talking to him because someone told me I got excited, so I thought I would share the excitement. I tend to do that. So I'm sitting across the table and I'm telling him, she's telling Wanda, we are right there. We're preparing, even though we didn't know it, we're preparing for the time ahead, that unused time, the time we've not yet occupied. Something's coming. Something's coming. And how I prepare now in the split second that I have, how I prepare in the moment I'm currently living in is going to determine how well I use my unused time. My other everlasting, the one that is is far beyond, I, I can't even see that far. It's beyond seeing. So this moment that I have right now, I want to use my right now time to begin to prepare for that unused time. How am I going to do that? I'm going to begin to evaluate the things that I'm doing. I'm going to begin to understand. Do I honor? Do I respect? And let me tell you. There's a difference between honor and respect. You need to understand. It isn't honor to say to somebody. I'm going to honor the way I want to honor. In other words. if Let's just use random. Tim Darnell. You want to honor Tim Darnell? You don't, it's not honor to go to Tim Darnell and say, I'm going to honor you with this. Honor isn't what you want to do. Honor is what's in them that will be honorable. Respect is saying because of who you are and the place you're in, I'm going to do this. Honor and respect are not the same thing. Can somebody hear me this morning? You go to somebody, you want to know how to honor Tim Darnell, go to Tim Darnell and say, what would honor you? Uh, you know, I just want to be appreciated. I'm going to appreciate you then. You go to somebody and you say, I'm going to honor him because honor is general. honor's broad. Honor for everybody is the same thing. It's not true. You want to honor God? We don't honor God because we say to him, I'll go back to tithe and offering. I'll go back to worship. I'll go back to all those things. We don't honor God because we decide when we get up in the morning, ah, this week it was a short week. I'm not going to be faithful in my tithe and offering, but I'm still going to honor you. The Father says, you don't honor me at all. You can respect me. You can acknowledge that I'm God, but you're not honoring me. Well, you woke up in a bad mood, so you don't want to worship? You don't want to praise? That's not honoring me. You want to know what honors me? Ask me what honors me. If you're not going to honor me with your worship, I want to be worshiped. I didn't say worship me when you feel good about it. I said worship me. I didn't say when you had a good day, you had a good week. I said worship me. You want to honor me? Do, do what I'm asking. I'm asking you to honor. I'm, this is what honor is to me. This is how I'll be honored if you worship me. Be faithful to me. Okay, then I'll do that even if I don't feel like it. See, honor has nothing to do with our feeling. Has nothing to do with what we want to do. Respect is simply recognizing an office. It's recognizing a place people are in. Another time, another place. But I want to use my now time to begin to put pieces together. I want to begin to prepare myself for what's coming. The unused time that's in front of me. The dreams and the visions that the Father has put in your heart that you can see down the road. You just don't know how they're going to be fulfilled. All that happens in your now time. That happens in this moment. He is God. He is present in that that time. He is present in this now time. And He is present in that time. He's present. Everything for Him is right now. You need to understand that today. He is not seeing your life in stages and in different phases. He sees life. It's irrelevant to him whether you're 50 or you're 3. It's irrelevant to the father. He does not see age. He does not see how much time you've spent with him. All he sees is here is a living being. I breathed into, and when I breathed into them, included in that breath was a fulfillment of purpose. There's passion. There's life. There's hope. There's dreams, and I see all of that, and it's irrelevant to him. When those things begin to take place in your life, what matters to Him is, will you begin to look to Him and you begin to say to Him, Father, everything that you put in me, I want to use that for your glory. I want to use it and I want to learn to use it right now so that when I move into this place, those secret places that have yet to be revealed, when they begin to open themselves up, they are full of glory, not disappointment. They are full of life, not death. They are full of all the things that you put in them from the beginning. Is anybody hearing me today? So you want to use your now time to get ready for that unused time. How do I do that? Listen to what I'm saying right now. Some of you can use your now time right now. Hear what I'm saying right now. You can use it a couple of ways. You can say, you know what, this is my now time, and I'm listening to that guy preach. And I'm not going to dig anything. I'm not taking anything he says. I'm just, you know, it's just not... I've tried that before. It's not worth it. You can do it that way. And when you get to your unused time, you're going to trip. You're going to stumble. You're going to bloody your head. You're going to knuckle up, botch up your knees. You're going to mess yourself all up. Or you can do this. You can say, I'm going to listen to what this guy says. I'm going to make some changes today, and I'm going to believe in a very present God. And I'm going to position myself to trust a very present God. And I'm going to allow him to begin to change me. Those places in me that are crusty, those places in me that are hard, those places in me that I think I'm a know-it-all and I've got it all figured out, I'm going to allow him to begin to get inside of me, begin to tear that apart, begin to peel apart all the different layers that need to be peeled apart so that when I get into the unused time, I am raw. I am raw. I am simply raw. And I get into that place and he can bake me, cook me, shake me, stir me, whatever he needs to do so that I am fulfilled and I honor him. And I give him glory. I'm going to let him use me in this now time, in this time right now. Somebody might say, well, mm, you know, this now time, I've, I've already been shaken, baking. I've already been prepared. All that stuff's already happened in me. And you might say that. You might believe that. And in your world, you might think that. It's a lie against the truth, but I appreciate that you think that about yourself. It's good to feel good about ourselves. But I can tell you none of us have attained. (laughs) Can I tell you that? Is it okay to tell you that? None of us have attained. But we're on a journey. We're on a journey. None of us have gotten there. But we're on a journey. Somebody say amen. Amen. So in this time, in this right now time, what am I going to do? I'm going to allow him to begin to stir me, to begin to open my eyes, begin to let me see what I haven't, begin to be honest with myself. How about we get a little vulnerable this morning? Get vulnerable and just just peel apart those places and reveal those things. Man, I've had some pride. I've had some arrogance. I've had some whatever. These things have been in me, some unforgiveness, some whatever. These things have been in me, and I'm going to peel these things away, Father, because in this right now time, I want you to prepare me for the unused time that I'm getting into because I don't want to get into my unused time and then find out that it's going to take 40 years for me to get the answer that I could have had in the present time? Is anybody hearing what I'm saying this morning? So that's the now time and then the unused time. It is the time that is ahead. It is, remember, everlasting to everlasting. It is the time of fulfillment. Put that in your app. Time of fulfillment. I want to read Jeremiah chapter 7. It says this. Beginning with verse 1, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, hear the word of the Lord, all you men of Judah who enter these gates to worship the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, amend your ways and your deeds. And I will let you dwell in this place. This is kind of a uh, transitional scripture that could have applied to now and unused. He says, amend your ways and your deeds, and I will let you dwell in this place. This unused, you have not reached here yet. You've not gotten here, but you're on your way. Do not trust in these deceptive words. This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. In other words, what he's saying, don't for a second... Don't allow yourselves to get to the place because you think, because you find yourself standing in a church, that somehow you become holy. Don't allow yourselves to think simply because you're standing with your hands lifted up, that somehow you're holy. He said, but position yourselves like this. He said, if you truly amend your ways and your deeds, if you truly execute justice, justice one with another, If you do not oppress the sojourner, the fatherless, or the widow, if you do not shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not go after other gods to your own harm, then... I will let you dwell in this place, this temple, in the land that I gave of old to your fathers forever. Digging all the way back, I'm going to redeem what is in the before time into the present time. But what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to amend your ways. There's going to be a little bit of work that has to be done. Don't assume because we feel like we have a right to be in the temple that somehow the temple makes us holy. Don't assume because I've been in this thing all my life that somehow being in it all my life makes me righteous. Don't assume that I've attained a place where there's no more learning that I can do. But I know God as well as I'm ever going to know him. Don't do that. But amend your ways. And he said, then I will let you dwell in this place in the land that I gave of old to your fathers forever. That is a very clear picture. Of a very loving and gracious God that's saying, I'm going to reach. See, this is all present to me. And I'm hoping you're getting this. In the eyes of God, it's all this time is present. Olam is, is presence. He's present in Olam. But he says, for you, because you separate time into spaces. He says, for you, what I'm going to do if you amend your ways and you're coming into this unused time, what I'm going to do is I'm going to transfer what was promised to your fathers in your before time. And I'm going to move that over here into this space that you call the future this unused time that you're about to enter into and I'm going to put it there and I'm going to redeem that moment because it was promised then and in my heart the Father saying in me I can tell you my promise is forever and forever and forever and if I promised it just because it hasn't come past to you yet just because you haven't experienced it yet if he promised it to you if there is a promise laying wait for you even if you think you're too old Lay hold of his promise Amend your way So that he can take From what was And bring it in To what is on its way That's what God wants to do for you yes, yes, yes. That is exactly what he wants to do for you Amen Amen Like all this Let me Strike hands We're coming into agreement I mean, I'm going to tell you something. We could probably fill up a notebook. I could. And what I was going to tell you this morning, I was thinking when I was driving on my... Let me back up and make a complete one statement first. We could fill a notebook with all the things we think are lost. But it's still in His present. It's in your past, but it's still in His present. (laughs) We got to get that. I'm hoping. I really hope you're getting that. And when I'm driving in this morning... And I was reading that scripture I read when I was talking about before time. And I was thinking about things that I felt like I missed out on. And I'll tell you what I was thinking about. I'll tell you exactly what my thought went to. When I thought about before time, my thought immediately went to the mind of my wife's son that we lost, Stephen Allen, in 1995. My mind immediately went back to him. And it was, in my mind, I let myself feel like that was before time. And immediately, Holy Spirit drew my attention it might be before your time but he is very present in my time and I want to tell you what it looks like before your time that boy is present in my time and he's present in your unused time you're coming into it he hasn't stopped working with me on your behalf Steve and I began to shout and I said shout hallelujah I'm going to clap till I can't clap no more. I'm going to dance all over this floor. Why? Because what was, it doesn't seem like it is. But it is. It is. It is. is. And I begin to celebrate because he said, I'm going to let you dwell in this place, Steve, in the land that I gave of old to your fathers forever. You're not going to miss out on anything. Make sure you're amending your ways so that you are in line with me. Somebody needs to hear what I am saying. He is God in the time you haven't even used yet. (laughs) He is already. He's working in the time you have used, He's working in the time you're in right now, and He's working in the time you haven't even used yet. He's at work. He is doing the un, in the unknown. He is doing in the unknown. What you cannot. He is doing in the invisible. What you cannot. What is my part? I need to recognize. That father. You are. Olam. You are not. Everlasting to everlasting. That's the best the English language can do to define what olam is. That's the best the interpreters could do to define that word. But it comes so short to how present you are in all of my moments. Whether I've lived them, I'm living in them, or I've not lived them yet. You are present in every single one of those moments. You are Olam. Hallelujah. In those who put their attention on you, in those who will allow you to speak, in those who will allow you to help us to mend our ways, allow you to fix what is broken. We don't build walls. We let you tear them down. We don't create great crevasses between us and purpose, but we let you fill those places and make the way straight. And by doing that, you in every way will bring us into the exact present that you are in right now. So what does all that say? It says this. It says... In the mind of man, see, we've all got a little bit of Adam in us. And Adam processed everything through the natural. So because we've all got a little bit of Adam in us, sometimes we have a hard time really interpreting correctly who the Father is and who He wants to be in you and in me. Because my mind, it's hard for us to wrap our mind around the fact that the past, in fact, let me ask it this way. Is the past really the past? If I see, as we sang this morning, with his eyes, if I look at my reason for being, the reason he sent me into this earth, if I look at that through his eyes and I interpret it the way he does, is there really, do I even have a past? Is there even a future? As I'm telling you, it's hard to wrap the natural mind around what I'm saying to you right now. Because if you're thinking like God does, you don't have a past and you don't have a future. It's all present. It's all right now. That's why now is so fleeting. This thing's moving through there at the speed of light. Everything I just said in the mind of man just entered into your past. But it didn't. Is anybody getting what I'm telling you right now? If we can wrap our mind around this thought. Father, everything about you is present. I have lost nothing. I do not need to be concerned with what's coming. What I need to do is focus on hearing your voice. And if I hear your voice, and if I trust you, you're going to begin to mend this mind, this person begin to heal begin to set free begin to deliver begin to build up whatever is necessary he's going to begin to do that because to him it is simply it all happens at the same time in fact i'm going to take it one step further and tell you everything that you were ever born to do everything that he ever breathed into you to do has already happened It's happened in Him. It just hasn't happened in you. But it is already done. Did you get that? Man, that is so cool. Everything that was ever supposed to occur, it has occurred. It's manifest in Him. It hasn't necessarily manifest in you and me yet. But if we line up with Him, that moment, that event... That thing, that purpose, that whatever it is, will have no choice but to occur at its appointed time. At its appointed time. And we might even say, oh, man, that was supposed to happen when I was 12. And the father said, you're linear. You're way too linear. You're way too linear. Think like I think. Because you put this, you've compartmentalized. He said, I didn't do that. God is a present God. And everything about him is present. It's present. All of your to-dos, your to-do list that we put off. I'm going to do this this Thursday. The father says, you've already done it. You just don't know it yet. And you didn't do it on Thursday. You did it the next Tuesday because you kicked the can down the road. <laughs> but if you'd have done it Thursday, it would have been a lot better result. See, in Him, it's already done. See, the Father, in His mind, He already knows. Well, I'm. this is what I want to do by the time I'm 25 I'm, I'm 14 now. I want to accomplish this. And the Father says, You already did that. But you did it better than that. Because at this point, when you got to when you got to age 16 you made a different choice and you let me amend some ways in you and therefore what came to you at 25 far exceeded what you expected when you would be 25 because that's in my present right now I'm working already not only in your past but I'm working in what you call your future and I'm working that right now so that when you get there everything, nothing's missed that's Olam everlasting to everlasting the best we can do in the English language everlasting to everlasting let's just throw this in there ever present ever-present everything that you are meant to be wherever meant to be purpose to be everything that he ever lined up for you to fulfill in him it's done we let him work in us it will be done in you too amen stand with me if you would please